Thank you. <clears throat> All right, I'm going old school with paper. Paper. <clears throat> I actually wrote stuff down. <clears throat> it looks like Sanskrit to anybody else, but to me, I know exactly what it says. <laughs> Let's hope. So anyway, it's always a pleasure of mine to uh, be invited to be up here and speaking to you guys and the Life Quest family, and hopefully you guys feel the same, and it's it's not a disappointment. Seeing Rob and then having him sit down after we haven't heard him um, feels like in so long. But anyway, <clears throat> I promise I will uh, do what God's told me to do, and it'll be his job to to help me and to bring that message across to you. So I'm just going to do a quick um, prayer. Lord, just uh, let these words be yours and open uh, my heart to you and let me be a vessel to you, Lord, um, as we get into your word in Jesus' name. So finances, nobody ever really wants to talk about. This is kind of a low-pressure financial series, though. It's not too hard-hitting. Um, we probably could have let Rob knew this, but, you know, we want a little bit of time in front of you guys, too. You know what I mean? Jeez. Um, but... <laughs> So the cool thing is we have, I'm setting the bar really low, so if I don't do that good today, that's, no, I'm just kidding. But we have a lot of good people ahead, you know, so I actually got to try and raise the bar for myself because we got some awesome speakers coming up and you're going to really enjoy them. And I was, I, it, the funny thing is, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but there was, <clears throat> there's some, does everyone remember the movie Field of Dreams? Well, they're going to do like a real-life Field of Dreams baseball game, apparently. They're going to create a, they're going to go to Iowa and cut down, you know, a, a million dollars worth of crop and build a field or whatever and do a game. So anyway, in lieu of that, I guess, it was on TV recently, and I was watching it. And I remember, I, I forgot how much I kind of liked that movie, although it got right to the end. And if this is a spoiler, I mean... It's it's like in its 40th anniversary, okay, so too, too bad. In the very end, super long story short, guy builds a baseball field in, or a baseball diamond in a cornfield, and um, after some voices talk to him, tell him to do it, and one of the things says, if you build it, he will come. Well, the he ends up being his father, okay, so it's like a father-son thing at the end. But it's so funny because... All these uh, little sayings come from the voice throughout the whole movie, and he, he responds to them, and, and it brings him to this culminating moment at the end. And they're like him and his wife all of a sudden standing together, seeing his father come back as a young man and a, and a ball player, start repeating all these lines. Like, if you build it, oh, if you build it, he will come. And then she says, yeah, he's uh, his suffering. Oh, yeah. Uh, go the distance. And then it's like the credits start rolling. You're like, I don't, I still don't get it. So I'm hoping when the credits roll on this message, you're all not like I was yesterday when I watched Field of Dreams. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> we're going out of Matthew um, chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. And I'm going to read that real quick, and we'll set the stage here. Do not store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them, 
and rust destroy them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store up your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, the desires of your heart will also be. This is a fairly common passage that I think most of us, if we've done some Bible reading, have heard, or heard a, a, a sermon on, or saw, you know, something on Facebook with a nice background and the verses there, right? Um, but there's a lot of depth to it and a lot of things that we want to kind of uncover and see what God's trying to get across, what message he's trying to get across. You know, in this verse it talks about storing up treasure. And I, when I was preparing this, I was thinking, what's like the ultimate example of someone who like hoards something treasure-wise, you know? And I was like, what do you... What do you got? What do you think of? First thing off the top of your head, pirates, right? <laughs> pirates, right? See me and <laughs> me and Nathaniel are on the same wavelength here. So I just wanted to tell you a little historical thing. There was a pirate in the 16th century named uh, Sir Francis Drake. Of he was English, and uh, he was recorded to be one of the richest pirates that ever lived in history. Right? He was. He had like $115 million to his bounty. And that was in the 16th century, you know, 1500s. So it's a lot of money, right? Well, one of the, and, and the other thing that's kind of funny about Sir Francis um, Drake is that he's English, but he only stole from the Spanish. Um, so in his country, he was like a hero. But in Spain, he was, you know, he's a pirate. He's a bad guy because he was, it's taken everything they were trying to ship back over from the Americas. But um, in uh, March of 1573, Drake and his crew captured a ship called the Spanish Silver Train. I don't know why it was called a train. I don't know if there was even trains then. But, um, <clears throat> but after they captured it, they found that they had 20 tons, two zero tons of gold and silver on the boat. I mean... We have some, some people who are in the financial realm in this church. I don't even know what gold is going for an ounce, but it's probably around $1,000 or pretty close. And they had 20 tons of gold and silver. So the, the problem was, like if that could be a problem, right, is that their ship couldn't hold the same you know, weight as the ship that they had captured. So they didn't have enough room for all the treasure. So what did they do? Man, they're pirates, man. What did they do? They buried it, <laughs> right? They took this treasure. Now, they didn't just take what they could haul and be like, well, you know, we'll leave the rest for somebody else or call up their buddies and be like, hey, get over here. We got extra, you know, or something like that. They're like, no, we're going to hide this so that we can come back and get it for ourselves, right? So that that action kind of led to that whole um, stereotype of, Pirates bearing treasure. Because that really wasn't what all of them did. But they did it in this instance because they couldn't haul it all. But to me it kind of was a message of that ultimate hoarding of wealth on earth. you know. And what we just read in Matthew tells us that, well, geez, you know, that's not what God wants. Why? Because that wealth can be destroyed. It can be lost. It can be 
someone's searching for it right now, right? And we're watching it on cable, okay? and, they're, <laughs> and they're looking for that, that gold, and we're all hoping they find it. And these, these guys didn't take it with them. You, they stored up riches in the wrong place, right? <clears throat> A lot of people misquote the Bible, and they say that money is the root of all evil. So, you know, you, you see this situation with pirates, right? Or anybody who might steal or hoard up wealth, and, and you think, well, it's the evil of money that made them do it, you know? But really in First Timothy 6, 10, it says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And I think it's an important thing to, uh, correlation to draw here because Jesus is saying not to store up treasure on earth but it's not because money is evil, right? Like, you can't assign a moral character to an inanimate object, right? It's just a piece of paper. It, it can't do anything on its own. It has to be used by a person. So, <clears throat> it's not money itself that's evil, but the love of it, or what it does to the heart of the people who possess it. And that's why Jesus warned about this, saying, Storing up treasure in heaven isn't, the, or on earth isn't the goal. That's not what we want you. That's not what I want you to do. Not to say that being financially responsible is bad. In Proverbs uh, six, verse six through eight, talks about the ant and encourages us to uh, be wise with our money or our labors. It says, "Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones." Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor to rule to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones sleep. How long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. I wasn't going to read that whole thing, but when I read it, I was like, man, that is just, there's something to that, right? So there's this balance that Jesus is trying to, to convey. Even though he's trying to say, hey, don't focus on storing up wealth here. Like That's not the ultimate goal of life. That's not what I want you to work towards. I want you to work towards what's, um, what can't pass away, what will last forever, right? Because rust and thieves destroy or take what you store up here on earth. And when we're looking at the example of the ant, right, it's storing up. It it knows it has only so much time outside of the ground to get food, build its habitat. You know, it's got to be ready, right? And anybody who's a good financial guide will tell you that you need to prepare for later in life, right? But there's a balance. See, it, it's that, you know, you can't be lazy either and just wait and just be like, ah, you know, it'll come. It'll happen. Or I'll just worry about it later. So when it comes to finances in, our, in the biblical sense, we're jockeying between this struggle of making sure that we're prepared to take care of ourselves and our families for the long term, but also not hoarding up wealth for ourselves to be um, greedy or to think that we can acquire something um, of treasure here that's going to be eternal in value. 
I thought it was kind of interesting that it said the bandit will pounce, and then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Because it kind of shows that the mind of the person is not expecting it, right? Like, if you, if something, I was thinking about the uh, Lion King movie, another one that you really can't spoil because it's a remake, right? But in the beginning of the movie, you have Mufasa, the big father lion, and you have Simba, the little cute lion cub. And uh, the bird, the bird's, the servant bird, or whatever, the first bird, I don't remember, is Zazu or something is his name, but I don't remember his position. Anyway, he gives the morning report to, to Mufasa, and while he's doing that, and he's distracted with all the nonsense he's rambling on about, Mufasa's teaching his son to pounce, right? So while he's talking, Simba pounces on him, and the bird doesn't expect it. And it's the same idea here. Like, it's poverty pouncing on you in an unexpected way um, because you didn't prepare. So, again, trying to bring it into focus so I'm not giving you a Field of Dreams movie here. They, <laughs> the Lord is trying to say we, we have to be responsible with our finances. But it's not the main goal of our lives. Okay, it's, it's a necessary evil in some ways. Not evil, but it's necessary to keep us well in life and provide and fed. But don't make it the focus of your life. It's not the ultimate goal. It's not what's most important. Because then in 1 Timothy 6.18 tells us to be generous with our money. And it says, <clears throat> trust in their money, which, okay. There's, their trust should be in God who richly gives to all. Tell them, use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. This is how we build a different type of treasure. If you want to know how to build treasure on earth, I, I know a couple guys that can help you out. And they'll, and they'll give you the right balance. But what we're talking about is treasure in heaven, right? What God is focusing on is what's eternal. So, again, our goal isn't to accumulate wealth here on earth, but to, to build it in heaven. I want to do a little something here. I, I played a game the other day. I know this might be bad because I'm up here and preaching. But I played a game and I won some money. So it was good, I guess, right? And Caleb, I don't know if you know Caleb Kraft. He's in the banking business. So I wanted to, I like, when you win as much money as I did, you kind of want to be careful and not spend it too fast. So I want to do something with it, like, right away. I have, um, I have like $650 here, all right? And, I mean, you don't just put this under your pillow, you know? You got to do something with it. So, what do you think? Can you help me? You got, you can, that'll go okay at the bank? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meet me in the back alley. We'll work something out. All right, goofy analogy, right? 
But when we're, when we're talking about building wealth on earth and, and accumulating goods to ourselves and maybe even doing something good with our money, um, our attitude still needs to be right. Because if I take this, if I really truly take this to Caleb's bank and try and deposit it, they're probably going to, I don't know, maybe call the police just because they think I need an ambulance or something. I'm a little crazy. Maybe I need to sit down and talk to somebody, <laughs> figure out what, you know, what side is up. But, um, <laughs> but it's kind of the same thing when we think about trying to use our earthly money to buy us fortune in heaven, right? Like, we've all said, you know, uh, we've all heard the joke where somebody comes to the pearly gates and they have a wheelbarrow full of gold and then everyone in heaven's like, why'd they bring some asphalt, you know, up because the streets are made of gold, right? Like, <laughs> this, our earthly money doesn't have any value eternally. It doesn't mean that we can't use it to impact eternity, though. And that's... That's the difference. That's the goal of what Jesus is trying to portray as far as building up money here on earth, but also treasures in heaven. And then also what, Tim, what um, Timothy's writing, or the letter to Timothy, right? In the book of Timothy, saying, be ready to share what you have with all. Because even though this doesn't have any value at the bank, and this, you know, and and the real money doesn't have any value in heaven. It doesn't mean that we can't use it to impact eternity. There's a an old country song from the '90s, a Christian country song, which is kind of funny because my kids just say, "Well, all country songs are about is like trucks, farming, and beer or something." <laughs> this one isn't though. This is different. Ken Holloway. Was a Christian country uh, singer, and I remember hearing this song in the '90s, and it's just stuck in my brain while I was like preparing for this. Where it said, "I've never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch," you know, and you could just put the country twang to it. I was kind of hoping that um, Stacy would be down here because I was going to try and pitch this as like a Sunday morning song, you know, <laughs> and you know, maybe get a little slide guitar going, a little twang. The three girls could get up here and. Do the do the little echo. Can't never seen a hearse without a chair of his or whatever. It, I, I think it would be good. I don't know. She's not here. Justin, help me out. Okay, he's on board. I got Justin. <laughs> but uh, it's just painting the same picture, right? Of storing up treasures on earth and not thinking about the eternal value. So th- that really, like brings us to the question: How do we store up? Treasures in heaven. So we're going to go a little audience participation without taking too long to explain it. How would you store up treasures in heaven? Anybody, any ideas? Any takers? Anyone want to participate on Facebook? Yes? Good. Leading people to the Lord. Any other idea? What's that? Feeding the poor. Good. Obedience. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. 
That's good. See, just like the ant is building up his storage here, you know, for winter, we're kind of building too for the future. Not on earth, but eternally, right? And, um, you know, Jesus said right there in Matthew chapter 6. I didn't say he did. He said to... He said to build up, store up your treasure in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. So he painted a picture that we could build something of eternal value while we're here on earth, you know. So it's kind of like an interesting idea, something that probably wasn't thought of before, you know. And he said we can, we can build something there. So, yeah, the works of God, what God has called us to do, either it being through relationship, through obedience, through charity, those things are building up treasures in heaven. And it's creating that balance between what our worldly wealth can do, you know, in heaven. And it really doesn't have any value as a piece of material there. But it does when it's changing your heart, right? When God's using you to affect the eternal things. So what is he saying? It's not just our, our finances, although that's a nice way to do it. Like, it's a good way to start building up our treasure in heaven, supporting those who are out in the ministry, supporting your local church, supporting that charity or that children's hospital, whatever it is. But there's also other ways to build up treasure, like, we, like was mentioned, right? By service, by obedience to God, by preaching the word. By giving all that God hit all the talents and wisdom and experience that God has given you, and using those things for His glory here on earth, that's how we build up treasure in heaven. So <clears throat> it's kind of funny, you know. Everybody, I feel like there's a little hoarder in everybody, you know, like. Honestly, even if your you know your house is neat as a pin, there's somewhere I guarantee behind a closed door in an attic somewhere or something under the bed where there's a collection of something because we all collect something, right? Maybe it's even just you open up the closet door and there's you know 27 pairs of shoes or whatever it is, but <laughs> somebody you know we all have a little bit of hoarder somewhere in us, even if we keep it neat and clean, right? And it's just kind of funny to see what's valuable to other people, you know, and see what kind of things they collect. And I'm sure if you think in your mind, you can think of that, right? But Jesus wants us to be that way with our treasure in heaven, to hoard up treasure. But in a, but the, the cool thing is, the way we do it is we don't do it anything for ourselves, right? To hoard, to hoard up that treasure in heaven, we have to serve others. We have to serve God. We have to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. We have to share all of, of what we have. Not all, but from being ready to share of what we have. Right? So, just going to go a little short here today. But it's okay. Because <laughs> it's kind of hot here. I don't know if anybody else is hot. <laughs> anyway. 
Maybe it's because I actually, I'm not making any excuses for myself, but I, but I did work 14 hours yesterday. Um, and so, <laughs> but we're here, and it's okay. And I see um, Tom over here. This is my new stepdad, Tom. He works probably 14 hours a day at the, in the farm every day, and he's got 25 years on me, so... Um, so yeah, quick complaint. I don't even know what I'm complaining. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Lord wants our life to focus on storing up the treasurely heaven, uh, the treasures in heaven, or heavenly treasures, right? To glorify Him, using all He's given us to advance the spiritual kingdom here on earth. So. I just want you to take like kind of a little mental moment here. Don't have to share. But you know, we talk about I talk about how we all kind of have a little hoarder in us. But what do you hold most valuable in your life? Are those things of a heavenly nature? And can those things be used uh, to glorify God and be given heavenly value? Think about if it's material or if it's a talent or if it's time or whatever it is that you have in plenty. If you can give those things in. You know, the advancement of the kingdom here on earth is becoming more and more difficult. We we face more and more struggle and opposition to speaking the truth. And uh, so it's not easy to do. But we all have something that we can use to build up that treasure in heaven, to advance the kingdom here on earth. God has given us all talents or maybe even wealth to do that. So what we want to, what I want you to take away from today is the balance of life and finances, right? Where does your treasure lie? Is it with things here on earth? Is it amassing wealth, position, uh, influence, whatever it is. I mean, Kathy's really trying to do something on Facebook. I hope it's for God's glory. <laughs> but no. And <laughs> you know, Are we worried about how many likes and views we're accumulating? Um, it doesn't always have to be money that we're trying to hoard for ourselves. It can be other things of this earth, right? It can be attention. It can be position. It can be status. Um we got to find that balance. How do we use those things? Turn around and use them to advance the glory of God. So that's what that's what I want you to take from here. When you thinking about money, plan for the future. Be like the ant. Be a, be mindful, right? But remember what was said in Timothy. Be ready to share all of, from all of what you have for others who who don't. And I think you'll you'll be building treasure in heaven if you do that. So that's the goal. Heavenly treasure. So Father, thank you for this Life Quest family, their willingness to give of themselves and the way they've supported your kingdom, not just here at Life Quest, but all over in this community. And we pray that you I pray that you bless them with more 
more gifts, more talents, more uh, wealth to advance your kingdom here on earth. Lord, we want to be wise like the ant to store up for the future, but not necessarily just this future on earth, but our eternal future. We want to get to heaven and see a, a reward of a faithful servant. God, give us the strength, the ability, um, and your spirit to guide us in that action. Bless you. You are our motivation here, Father. For all of our accumulation of good things, we do it for you. Bless the LifeQuest family. In Jesus' name, amen. Egg Sunday, and next week we have a real speaker up, Tom Elias. So be ready. The power.